Good morning, good evening, good night, wherever, however, and whenever you're listening. Welcome to another episode of The Melanie Report. I'm your host, Marquise Lupton, and we have a dope jam-packed show for you today. It's Wednesday, so you know we have a great interview lined up today. Today we have none other than Balonius Hatcher. His journey began with a burning passion for creativity and technology, sparking an insatiable curiosity that would lead him into uncharted territories. Driven by innovation, he quickly became an award-winning digital strategist, AI expert, and comedian, and is a modern renaissance man, unafraid to break boundaries. So, you know that I have a wonderful, wonderful amount of questions to ask Polonius, and if you have not yet, I implore you to check out Monday's show, where we discuss the top five news stories that affect you and your daily being. Uh, so let's um, get in to this interview. I myself am, am excited to have Wilonius on. Wilonius, thank you for joining us on the Melanin Report. How are you doing today? Hey, thank you for having me, man. First of all, I love the name Melanin Report. Uh, hey. Yeah, this is uh, you know, a pleasure and honor to, to be here. So yeah. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So uh, let, let's, let's jump right into it uh, uh, because you are a very intriguing brother uh so um can you uh, uh tell us um um a, a little bit about your um journey in the entertainment world before we get to the ai because that's 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 the real questions i want to know about but uh let's get to know you first you know talk to us about your uh, background in entertainment and how you came to be yeah man so uh i always say i like my i guess my journey started um with YouTube, you know, I started making YouTube videos back early, what was it, maybe like 2007, 2008, um, mainly just out of necessity because I went to uh, film school and uh, they wouldn't allow me to use the equipment and then YouTube was like popping off. So I was like, all right, let me just start making videos and putting them on YouTube. Like it's still, you know, it's an outlet. Mm -hmm. So I uh, made a, a few videos there and then they, you know, started to go viral and um had quite a few videos go viral um at a time and you know ended up on the the, the bigger blog sites so like the uh world star hip-hop and media takeout back then and wow how was that how, how seeing seeing um uh, because i have i have i have one viral video and that went to my head mm. <laughs> but, yeah. but but um how how is that having a viral video and and living living through that knowing that you have um multiple videos and are getting this kind of attention yeah um you know honestly it didn't really phase me too i think it was more so just a confirmation of of okay i can make things that resonate with people mm, dig it. um a, a large number of people um because i was more so just focused on just i guess the process mm -hmm. of just all right i gotta what's next um and how do i just continue to improve on what i'm doing so when things were going viral, you know, people that like I had different videos. So I had some videos where I was by myself. I had videos where I was working with other people. So when things, you know, were, were garnering attention, um, I just looked at it like, OK, this is cool. But, you know, let's kind of keep it moving. So um, and that, that's where I kind of as far as I like just live in life, it's like don't get too high, don't get too low, you mm. know, because especially making stuff online. Um, I take it as like if you if you accept all the praise, you gotta accept all the criticism. Dig it. Like it can't be one way, you know, where you're like, all oh, right, everybody loves me and these 
whatever people that are saying this uh, that about me, I'm not going to you know pay attention. I feel like if you're if you're taking the praise and you're like, hey, I'm the greatest thing ever, then when the negative comments, then you have to you know take that in as well. So at least that's that's been my philosophy. So I just take it all. It was just like. Okay, all right, it's cool. Like, you know, what what's what's the next thing? Like, let's get back to work. Mm. So, um, so for for you making these videos, uh, can you take us to your first viral video? What was it about? Okay, so my, my very first one was called uh They Stole My Palm Trees. And um, <laughs> it was it was literally a video about uh I went where did, where did I go? I went out of town for the weekend. When I came back, um, some individuals stole the palm trees out of uh, our yard. And um, and I made a video about it because I just thought it was funny. And that was like my, my very first time making like a video. I actually posted that video on Facebook mm. at the time. And, um, and this is, you know, early Facebook. So this is what, 2007 or something oh, like that? Oh, man, this is very yeah. early Facebook. Yeah, super early, man. And like, I posted that, and then like, it was just getting all these comments. Mm. And at the time, I my whole only thing I wanted, I was like, I would just love for this to reach a hundred comments, and and it hit a hundred comments in like, I don't know, like a day or two or something like mm. that. So then from there, um, um, I started just posting videos on on YouTube, and and um, and then my first big YouTube video, um. That was a video. It was a song parody of that Soldier Boy song, uh, "Crank That Soldier Boy." Mm-hmm. Um, it was called "Crank That Homeless Man." So it was like <laughs> a parody. Yeah, it went viral, man. It went, it went viral. It ended up, you know, getting. I don't even know how many millions of hits. Like on my YouTube page, it's. it's I think it's a, maybe like ten million. Mm-hmm. But wow. I had like a. I had a MySpace page at the time. Man, I had like two million. And then on top of that, like people were making parodies of my parody and they, those videos were getting like, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of hits. So this was TikTok um, before so, TikTok then. <laughs> man, it was it was crazy, you know. So but, but that, again, like those those things, because I was I had just started doing stand up at the same time. Mm. So I think I feel like, you know, stand up essentially kind of kept me somewhat humble in a yeah. sense, because, you know, during that time period, um, doing internet stuff wasn't looked at as like a thing right you know, it was just like okay you just make internet videos right. it's, it's, it's died down now like when people realize that okay you can you can just be an internet comedian or whatever you know it just exists in those spaces but back then like doing stand-up like going on stage i'm like even though people were saying like hey you know you're this and you're that online you know i would go to the comedy clubs and see you know veteran comedians and and i'm like i'm not that i'm not there Mm, yet so i still have a lot of work to do in order to just like continue to improve my craft so that that kept me very like level-headed um in the sense of like okay like you know i'm doing stuff and 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 making things but you know um like i i can't get too full of myself because when you get a being a stand-up comedy is probably one of the most honest forms mm. of, of art, you know, because it's just like you're funny or you're not, you right. know. And no in between. You know, um, no, not 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 much. I mean, they can get to a point where like you're so famous that you're going to get laughs because you're famous. But at the end of the day, if somebody really comes on stage and and is is good, like they're just going to blow that famous person out the water. Yeah, you be like because you hear all the time. You probably. 
probably gone to a comic club to go see something. And they'd be like, wow, their opener was like, yes, a lot better than them. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's, it's a, it's, 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 it's fair. I, I would say that with like, it's, as far as like just being on the stage outside of the business side of it and this and that, but just being on stage, it's, it's very fair. Mm. So, um, so what, what initially drew you to the entertainment field then? Um, uh, because you, you got in it fairly, fairly early. Like you brought up MySpace. Uh, did you also uh, put videos on Black Planet as well? <laughs> so, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do, I didn't do the, uh, I think Black Planet, I was just out there being ratchet. <laughs> but, uh, no, no videos on Black Planet. I was, I was putting like humorous things on Black Planet because mm-hmm. before like actually making videos, I would just like write humorous stuff. So, you know, just have like a kind of funny profile and whatnot. But, mm-hmm. um, as far as like social media wise, um, Facebook and, and YouTube and, MySpace were like the initial, excuse me, the initial, you know, um, uh, platforms that I used to actually like reach out to people. Because back in the day, MySpace had a really cool thing where they used to rank comedians, which, oh, wow. you know, somebody should definitely do that today, you know, or social media. I mean, it can get kind of messy now, just, but I, I think it, it allowed you to be seen, you know, where it was like, oh, wow, here are the top 100 comedians in the country or whatever, you know, based on MySpace's metrics. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of cool because you can kind of see, go to people's profiles and like see what they're doing right and kind of study them and and then adjust what you're doing. You know, that Dan Cook blew up off of that. And, you know, the cool thing about social media is like every platform that comes out, you know, there's an opportunity for, for an individual to make their mark, you know, with that platform. You see it with MySpace, you saw it with YouTube, with Vine, with TikTok, you know, Twitter, like you name it, every platform, you know, once you kind of figure it out, you can really make a name for yourself because they're, you know, they're just communities that you, you know, tailor your art or your business or your message to that, you know, community. And there's opportunity for you to, you know, get some attention doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in your, um, in your bio, um, um, you also Mm -hmm. have here that, that, on 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 Clubhouse, um, you, you had the uh, critically acclaimed uh, audio soap opera, uh, <laughs> "The Young and the Thirsty." Now, this is this is interesting um, because on 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 my uh, college radio show uh, many many moons ago, um, I had I had uh, two what I call them um, audio dramas. Uh, so mm. so just to see this, it's like. You know, I really felt felt as though that like back back then when I was um I'm doing it, I graduated uh, from college in 2007. I, I was thinking like, mm-hmm. you know what, this could be a thing, but I felt like I was the only one doing it, and was like, you know what, I'm in my head, it's not a thing. Then I see this. So, can you tell us about this? Yeah, it's very much a thing, man. You know, I was somewhat in my head too as well, and then I saw that like Kenya Barris just signed like a huge deal. Yeah, with for to make audio dramas and um i mean i i love I, okay so I, I wouldn't have made audio dramas if it wasn't for clubhouse mm. like that had it had it not been for clubhouse and the um the pandemic that we were in uh so during i'll just jump back a little bit mm-hmm. real quick but during 2020 june 2020 um i started screenwriting i got with this group um of black writers and we would meet every weekend saturday and sunday and we would write via zoom um, from like Jan- June, July 2020 to December 2020, we met every week, 
it was like, you know, it was about 20 of us in our little group chat. And then, you know, any given weekend, it'd be, you know, anywhere from five to maybe 10, 15 people on Zoom writing together. Wow. So that gave me a lot of confidence in just like screenwriting. And because when the pandemic happened, I was like, stand up's done, filmmaking's done. What can I do? So I was like, okay, maybe I'll just get a TV writing job. And I was like, all right, let me just so, so being around these writers allowed me to like, you know, you are who you hang around. So you're the average of the people yeah. you hang around. So we would meet up and they were like, oh, I'm working on a pilot. Oh, I'm working on a feature. And they're like, what you working on, Will? And I'm like, I guess I'm working on a pilot this week. So I just started writing and um and and just became obsessive about it, you know, and, and just writing like crazy. So when Clubhouse came about, um uh Noelle, um she did the the Lion King audio drama in December 2020. And it was that broke the app. Like it was ended up on TMZ, like mm. you name it. And I remember one day going to the beach. And I'll never forget, I was just walking. I was like, oh, I got all these scripts. I wrote a bunch of scripts. Like, I wrote a spec script for Insecure. I wrote a spec script for Atlanta. Um, uh, then my own individual, like, original scripts that I wrote. And then um, I was like, I should just turn this spec script into an audio drama. I was like, you know, they, I, I have it. You know, I have the scripts are done. So let's just see, you know, what that looks like. So the very first one I did was... Um, it was a spec script I wrote for season five, episode one of Insecure, the one that the season that just passed. Mm -hmm. And um, we did that and it was people like loved it. It was like, yo, this is the writing's great, like it's funny, yada yada yada. So then I just like kept going and I did I did 18 total, 18 original um audio dramas on Clubhouse. But um the two that stand out that I love the most um was one was Throat Baby the musical, because that was like <laughs> Man, it was it was even if like you go to my Twitter now, mm -hmm. um, I have the two hashtags. So the hashtag for Young and Thirsty and the hashtag for Throwback. But you can you can click on the hashtag in my bio mm -hmm. and just read the comments that people wrote. Like it, you know, because back then on Clubhouse, people would that they didn't have messaging, so people yeah. would have to write comments on Twitter. But and and I just I was like I was so like that was probably one of my proudest moments because we. We took that song "Throat Baby" and turned it into a musical with opera singers. <laughs> the the storyline, like it was kind of inspired by Romeo and Juliet, so mm -hmm. we had this like crazy storyline that was based on Clubhouse, and it was just—I mean, we had about twenty-five to thirty people in the cast. It's a, it was a large effort, you know. And, yeah, and it can only be done to that extent because we put it together in about two and a half weeks. On, as an audio drama like if you try to do that as a as a film or or 3d whatever it, it, it wouldn't have worked like that you right know? so the audio dramas are just so special to me because it allows you to world build and just uh, you, you're, you're only limited by your imagination right you do audio dramas you know and the for the audience they get to kind of just imagine whatever it is they that they want so now that the story then you anticipate it as the the creator of it so, um, and then we just got, I mean, amazingly talented actors, man. Like I worked with some, some really, really dope actors, you know, um, to, to be part of my audio drama. So, mm. so, so Thor Baby was like really special just because of what it was. And then, um, so the Young and the Thirsty, um, that I did the, uh, Clubhouse Creator Program. So they, it was like 11 week program and um you had to apply to it and when they accepted me i was like i was kind of scared because i was like you know i just put that i'm gonna make a weekly audio drama and then when they accepted me i was like oh crap i gotta write uh, <laughs> audio drama every week now for 11 weeks i was like this is crazy so 
Um, but you know, through that process, I learned that, you know, just your mind and, and with God, like if you just set an intention out mm. and then just, you know, walk by faith in, in, in essence and don't, don't allow any doubt or insecurities to creep in. You can, you can do amazing, like amazing things. So like literally every Sunday, no matter what that production happened for 11 straight weeks. Like I would just, some days I'd be, it'd be like Friday. And I, and I was just like, man, I got like, I got two pages written. And somehow <laughs> I would be able to just crank it out, man. And um, the reception was, was, was amazing. You know, it was, it was a black soap opera mm. that eventually morphed into this whole other thing. And like one, um, we had, you know, if you, like I said, you look at the, go to the, my uh, Twitter and you look at like the hashtags, like people were commenting, like you know like live tweeting like wow. similar to like an insecure or whatever while this is happening and i was just like i sometimes i go back and read and i was like i was like damn i wrote that like that's <laughs> you know just blown away by um just just what that what that eventually became you know and um so audio dramas man they just they they hold a, a very special place to me and I think, but because like once you understand how to construct an audio drama it really fine tunes your your uh ear mm. um for production so like i made last year i made like a 3d animation and now i'm doing ai animation and like i i because i did the audio dramas like i feel like my productions are so much better just because i understand sound oh, design yeah you know a lot better now and um that's all it is you know you're watching these movies it's just like you, you know you need sometimes you need the ambient um uh room tone you know yeah. at night or you know just like little little subtle things that you know that you probably might not pick up just watching a film but when you when you're only relying on audio you you have to you know add these certain elements in order to, f to fully tell a story right right and yeah. um uh you you've been in some some pretty creative uh, uh spaces um especially on the digital side of things. Uh, so you even uh, performed uh, stand-up comedy in the metaverse. Can you tell yeah. us about that? Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, man, that was that was an amazing experience, man. Just diving in. You know, I, I guess for me, it's just always wanting to be on the forefront of technology. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, 2021, that was like the year of NFTs and, and yeah. Web3. Um, and so I bought, a, I bought an Oculus. And with just same, just basically because of Clubhouse being on there and like talking to friends and we playing games, and then um they had they had this space uh, or a platform called Alt Space that was within the Oculus, and they used to do weekly stand up there and um stand up nights, and it was really cool. Like it was it was really I mean it almost it felt like you were in a comedy club really? to a certain extent, you wow. know? And then you have, you dress up your avatars and like, I mean, they built a full comedy club within there. Mm -hmm. where not only did it have a comedy club, it had a green room, like backstage where wow. you can like hang out before. Yeah. And then you like, oh, there's a stage where you're watching the people that are on stage mm -hmm. perform while you're in the green room, talking with other comics. And then that's crazy. And then they call your name and they're like, Hey, you're about to go on in like five minutes and you go out on stage. Like you, like, I was like, this is, this is insane. Like, cause it's at one, it's it, it was packed. Like, it was wow. packed with people. Um, and then my friend, she her name's Ope, um, super amazing um, individual. She built me an actual comedy club for myself, like just my own personal comedy club. Wow. And um, 
we had a pool table in the back. We had a space table, um, the DJ booth. There was like luxury chairs. And then um, she had on the wall, like it was kind of crazy. It was like a big picture of me. And then on the side was Dave Chappelle. And then the other side was like Patrice O'Neill. And I was like, you know, you, you, I was like, you put me up next to like some ghosts. But I was like, I'll take it. And then after the show was over, um, we showed a movie that I made. So it was, I made wow. a short film about the metaverse. Uh, it was called uh, Buenas Noches. And um, it was like a 15 minute short film. Um, mm -hmm. Really good though. But it was, it was basically just like about like where the metaverse can kind of take us. So like a Black Mirror-esque comedy um that i was just like all right i'm gonna try to write some stuff so um so we showed that you know so i was like this is you know you where else can you have an experience like this where you can get people from all over the world do stand up in front of them and then show a film and then you know just hang out afterwards and talk you know so we have people from from everywhere so we streamed it on clubhouse and we also um had it you know going on uh in in all space in um in oculus so it was, it was a really really dynamic experience and i think it's 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 interesting to just see where you know various performance arts um and where the the, the these metaverse spaces can go in the future you know as um because our, our space our avatars look like cartoons but you know eventually you're going to get to the point where it's like a ready player one yeah you know and it's very, very realistic lifelike you can't really distinguish it from real life Right, right, right. And and that's what that's what uh really really intrigued me because um during during the height of um of the metaverse, I'm planning on there being uh, um a, a, another height as well. I don't think they just yeah. you, you know, um scrapped it, but uh but during the height of it, like there were people buying property, you know, buying yep. buying the block. Um uh, and and I never thought about like the entertainment aspect of it. So so when I saw that, oh man, there was an actual, you know, comedy club and and, and everything and and, and you, you held these um comedy spaces, it just really blew blew my mind away. Um I really love how how you use technology and innovation um and, and you tie that in with your artistry and you tie that in mm. with your creativity um so yeah. at, at the beginning of the program you mentioned uh, that you also are a ai storyteller um and yeah. and in this um this this day and age where like ai is a hot button topic especially in in, in the entertainment field uh how mm -hmm. do you conjure the power of ai yeah, I mean, you know, so with AI, man, it's, it's, I look at it just as a tool, you know, the same mm -hmm. way if you were working in construction, you know, you might have a lift or um, a jackhammer, you know, and, and you can do these, you know, tasks without the use of like these tools, but it'll just probably take you a lot longer, you know, and somebody that has the tools, they can kind of run circles around you. So, um, you know, one of the things that, you know, I've been, it's very interested in AI, like I would say since November of last year, there were a bunch of rooms on Clubhouse where, you know, people were like diving into ChatGPT at the time when they just, you know, they, they first launched it. Mm -hmm. And um, and I would just be in those rooms. And then once I, like ChatGPT was like the thing that I was like, okay, this is crazy. Yeah. Like you, you can do some things with this. And then Midjourney came about. Um, I, I remember I knew about Midjourney back in like September or maybe July of last year, but it wasn't as good as it is now. Like, mm -hmm. you know, the jump from version three to four was like, 
okay, okay, this is getting crazy now. So, but um, the thing with AI, man, it's just like, especially as a, as a storyteller, you know, I know we had like the writer strike, which is, thank God it's, you know, finally over now. Yeah. But um, initially I I was a little hesitant because I, I last year I did a, um, a TV writing fellowship uh, called Black Boy Writes. So it was, the purpose of it was to get um, black writers into TV. So, mm-hmm. you know, when the strike happened and AI stuff was happening, we'd be in the Slack channel and, you know, a lot of people just probably didn't have the best uh, POV of, of, of AI. And, um, and I would just stay silent. I was like, look, I, I actually love AI. So like, <laughs> you know, they're like, it might take job. I'm like, yeah, man, this is so dope though. So eventually I end up showing them like how to use it and whatnot. I find like a lot of people that might be scared of AI or think that, you know, it's like a doomsday type situation, haven't actually used it. Not yeah. to say that these things aren't a potential danger out there, right? but it's very important for, uh, especially melanated people to like learn these tools, you know, because a lot of times when it pertains to technology, like we're like the last ones to, to figure things out, you know, yeah. unless Beyonce jumps on, on <laughs> and then, like everybody start learning how to code and, and use AI. Like, yeah. you know, then, then people will be like, oh, okay, let me, let me take a look at this. But um, I mean, just the, the use cases, man, of just like, you know, it's, for creatives, I think it enhances your creativity for business people. Like, you know, it can definitely just like speed up your productivity and like save you time and, and, um, and, and energy resources, you know? So, um, cause it, again, they're just, they're just taking, it's just a tool to enhance what we already do. So, so right now I've been creating with AI, like making AI films and animations, but then I also teach AI. So, you know, I do workshops and and been blessed to to being able to speak at a couple conferences about AI and showing people like, okay, you know, this is how you might use it to enhance your social media. This is how you can use it to enhance your business. This is how you can use it to uh, ramp up your marketing or um, lead generation, whatever it is. You know, there, there's it can it can do everything. You know, so I need to ask you. Um, yeah. um, I need to ask you about uh, where where you do these teachings and where you do these classes at, because um, I only use chat GPT for um, for dietary reasons, uh, whether it's mm. to to cook something or some kind of <laughs> workout plan. Like I I, yeah. I I really love the way that that you're utilizing this. So uh, for somebody that's listening, um, how how could they tap into these classes, um, the, these educational opportunities that you offer? Yeah, so I, I normally just I go live on my Instagram and I'll just like go live and then what I, I call it free prompting and I was just like all right let's just figure some stuff out today so like one of the things I love to do is just like ask people questions or, or problem areas that they might have in their lives lives or business that we can like figure out how we can use AI to to fix this you know mm. case in point um, my my dad uh, works in construction he's a general contractor mm-hmm. and. And I've, I've been trying to get him in AI since like January. I was like, look, man, this is the thing. Yeah. Like, you know, took him for maybe like just like the last two months, he was just like, all right, oh man, like show me this chat GCC. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so, but I showed him how to use it. And he was just like, oh wow, this is crazy. Like, you know, just from the, the very basic, I was like, look, man, this can save you times at the very least sending emails. Yeah. 
like, you know, have it, you know, copy your email, you know, tell it to a revisor or, or send an email out, like just the very least, like just your office operations. But, um, I helped them out. They had like some blueprints that they, um, that for a new job that they were, uh, creating a, a bid on and they needed subcontractors to bid and whatnot. So we just ran that through, um, it was Claude at the time, which is very similar to like chat GPT. Mm -hmm. And it was able to spit out a scope of work, something that would have took, you know, maybe a couple of days at, at the very least a couple of hours, like at least four hours or so, you know, to do that, it, it spit it out in like minutes. So Ooh, I'm about to tell and, my mom that she needs to uh, use chat GPT for her sermons. <laughs> man, every, use it for, you know, I, I use it for everything. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause, again, you, you, it's, it's not that I think when people look at it, sometimes they're like, oh, it's doing all the work for you. And it's not that. I mean, it can do all the work for you if you wanted to. But it just look at it as like a co-collaborator. Like it's the same way you would like, like if I'm writing a script, instead of like calling my friends and being like, hey, man, can you check this out? Can you give me feedback on this? I could just run it through one of these, you know, chat GPT or some other language model and get some feedback. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. now I'm like, I'm not I'm not stuck for days like oh how do what i need to figure this thing out like i was just like you got to answer right there it might not be the best thing but at least you're able to just keep moving and you're not being stalled by you know just things that shouldn't necessarily hold you up so like like you're saying like writing a sermon you know you can easily create a sermon you know you can create a sermon for the next year right if you wanted to and then for from there you were like, okay, I like this. I don't like that. You know, this is a good, I didn't even think about this, you know, mentioning this part, you know? So, you know, you can make it just sermon. Like, hey, I just want to do a sermon straight from the book of Psalms, you know? And mm. you just type in chat GPT, create a sermon um, based around the book of Psalms, you know, add some key life lessons and stories to add in there from the Bible. You know what I'm saying? And It'll, it'll put that and then from there you just review it i like this i don't like this take that out and then you add your own human creativity on top of that you know so so now you just you can you can plan better you can be more prepared um for the things that you need to do so that that's what you know that that's how i look at it but but yeah as far as like the, just the classes man I'm, i want to start ramping that up and just doing it more often because i feel like um we're getting to that point. The, the AI is advancing so fast. You yeah, know? like you have to, you have to be up on it every week just to know what. Like this last week was insane. Like it was so much, like innovation that came out mm -hmm. from AI in the last week or so that you know you 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 don't want to. You just don't want to get left behind, right? Um, and then just knowing what, because once you know the tools that are available, you know you don't need to. You don't need to master every tool. But just knowing that, okay, oh, I could do this with that. Okay, bet. So like, you know, social media tools, like they got a bunch of tools where, um, say you have like a, you have this podcast right now, you know what I'm saying? You could, you can take a, your hour long podcast and um, run it through this AI tool. And then it, it makes Instagram reels and TikTok reels or TikTok videos like instantly mm -hmm. with the captions and all that, you know what I'm saying? Something that you would have to, sit down and spend hours to like actually type the captions in right yada yada like you know a lot of work that you know you're just like i shouldn't this isn't the best use of my time you know and 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 that's what it looks like that's why you hire employees because you're just like i'm i need to be focused on the business not this one little the task. tedious hire some yeah you know what i'm saying so with ai it's just like 
you get to actually just put your mind on the things that you need to be working, not, you know, writing, you know, a caption mm-hmm. and whatnot. And it's not, that's not the best use of, of your time, you know, as a, as a business owner, as a producer. Well, I will say this. Um, uh, when we complete this interview, I'm going to uh, ask about that because posting, um, po- posting reels and everything that like, like I, I, I know that it's it's something that you have to do, and like sometimes yeah. I enjoy it, but a lot of the times it's just like, man, this is this is some very very tedious work, and yeah, you <laughs> you have to do it, like like for yeah. for for promotions, for distribution, and everything. It, it's like one of those things. It's uh, it's it's a gift and a curse. Um, I, yeah. You have to do it, but sometimes you hate doing it. Um, well, I think. That that's part of. I'm sorry, I mean, no, no, no. Go on ahead, go on ahead. Yeah. Well, what I, that that's the thing. Like these type of you know um, uh, tasks that are now required for you to just exist within the social media space are will be automated. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like you don't have to really think about it. Just like oh yeah, of course, of course I gotta you know tweet and uh, make a reel and this and that. But I was just like, but that'll be part of just the AI. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't have to even think about it. Oh, I just made a a podcast. Boom! Send it off to whatever channel. The the reels are up. It automatically distributes it to TikTok, YouTube, and and Instagram and whatever other platform that's out there. And and, and these things are, are not things you have to lose sleep over at night because right. you just know that this these these processes are are just they're automated. You know, and and they're, and they're good. And they're not just like you know where you it's like oh man I just maybe hire somebody off Upwork and I, I got to go back and check Oh man, they messed up the caption. That's not the font <laughs> that I want. Like, why, you know, why is, you know, they didn't understand the slang or whatever it is, you know, it could be a bunch of different things. And like these things, you don't have to, you won't have to think about it anymore. And then also like the people that are, are building these things, like they'll eventually people just have to become versed in using the same way. Like people had to learn how to, for the most part, if you're doing any type of like data entry, you got to know how to use Excel. Yeah. You got to know how to use Microsoft Suite. Like it's going to become a, 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 a time where you're just going to have to learn. You got to be proficient in AI, yeah. you know, like you don't have to be the top 1% prompt engineer or whatnot, or even though, but you should know how to use these tools, how to find tools and like how to, you know, navigate around that space. And so, we create, create what you what you think that whatever it is the output that you need. So you know, then that's the biggest thing. So then, just like people know the uh, basic functions of like a Microsoft Word or maybe like mm-hmm. a Gmail, you yep. you you then expect people to to have like the same kind of basic working knowledge for AI. Then, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, they will. And the thing is, it's just because I is being built into like the, the, what happened last week was just like, you know, Google and Microsoft, they're building all these AI uh, system components into their systems. Mm-hmm. So Google workspace, Microsoft workspace, they'll all have these AI tools in there. So like you, you'll intuitively people, you know, if you're using it, you're just going to know, okay, this is what I got to do. But obviously there's going to be levels to it. Like there's like some people just go to, to Google to search. But then you have people that understand the advanced search tools mm. in Google. So they know, oh, man, if I put some quotation marks, I can probably get a better result. You know what I'm saying? Like there's certain, you know, just components. So that's a, the same way 
AI will be like there are people that just have like the base knowledge and then the people that'll have like advanced knowledge and then you know even advanced knowledge and that I guess you know but the the tools that keep they keep coming out and they're just making it a lot easier so yeah. like even making like an AI film right now it's about I have to use probably like three different apps three maybe four different apps just to make it a year from now you you'll just probably use one app yeah and it's probably just you know just one prompt boom you got what you want so you know everything's getting condensed same way you know when they you ever seen that that video or picture it's um of the cell phone it shows like the cell phone and it shows like 20 years ago yeah you know, a, <laughs> yeah. a computer like all these things and now it's just one, one device yeah you know that does everything you got a computer a, a, a whole you know supercomputer in your pocket yeah with you at all times yeah Melonius, I would like to uh, thank you for joining us on the Melanin Report today. This definitely you, was a a insightful interview. I, I, I mean, man, 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 brothers talking AI. I could I could man. do this all day, man. Uh, so um, so our our very last question here um, mm-hmm. uh, before we um, uh, head on out. And 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 honestly, I'm just gonna uh, throw this out here. I would love for you to come back on. Uh, because again, I think that uh, this is this is a deep pool, and and Absolutely. we we are in the shallow part of it right now. There's just so much more uh, that, that I feel like we can discuss. So, um, my final question here is: um, how how can we make people, specifically black people, how can we make mm-hmm. black people more comfortable with using AI? Um, I think you just you show them the tools, you know, and you show them how easy it is to use it. Because I, I, in my experience, like every workshop that I've done, once you just kind of break it down and you show like this is very easy to use, people just they gravitate towards it, you know, because mm. especially now, like these large language models, it's literally just like texting your friend, you know, hey, man, I need I need uh, a business plan written. Oh, bet. Boom. What do you what type of components? I need a business plan written about uh, uh, coffee and jazz and yoga studio that I want to start. Bet. And so you just you you do that, man. And um, I, I've, I found that, you know, a, a lot of times it's just like they just need people like us that speak the same language. You know what I'm saying? Don't try to be like, hey, man, I'm not trying to throw all these big words at you. Like, let's just talk like real people explaining how to use it so that's that's what i like to do and like uh, luckily I, I feel like i've been blessed with just being able to like do stand up and that allowed me to talk to people just at a very human level and then you just you just show them like what it can actually do and then like once once people see what ai can actually do then it's like a no-brainer it's, it's a no-brainer you're just like i gotta i gotta use this and and using my business using like for I mean, I've told my comedian friends, I've told my friends that you know are entrepreneurs. Um, it's it, it's this is probably like the most we're, we're one we're in the AI revolution right now, mm. so it's it's only going up from here. So like this is like the most important thing to like really focus on right now because it's it's everything is about to change in a very major way, you know. So um, so you don't want to get blindsided, you know what I'm saying? You don't yeah. want to be out there and like oh i don't have the skills you don't want to be intimidated by it you know and just be like oh i don't know what the you know so um so you just learn a little bit you know find individuals that you know are teaching it or can show you how to do it. that's and that's why i go live and 
try to show people like, look, this isn't complicated. Like, you know, just just spend some time every day messing around with it, and then eventually, you know, you'll get pretty good at it. And um, and then you can teach other people. Like I, I show my 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 daughters how to do it. This past summer, my daughter, uh, she wrote like two books. Um, wow. Using AI. How old and, is she? Um, 11, 11 years old. Well, so, man, my daughter's also 11, so I know what I got to do tonight. <laughs> so she, yeah, you show, them, you show them the tools, yeah. man, but, you know, but, but you show them the, how to do it, and then from there, they can just, they can run with it, you know, right. and like, because they have their own, because this, this thing about, I'll just say it before I get out of here, it's just like, whatever you come with to AI, it enhances it. So, like, I already know, I know how to, like, storytell and different things, like, that only takes my storytelling to another level. If you come in with prior business knowledge, if you come with whatever it is, coding, like it's only going to take everything you do to another level. So, um, so you know, being young, being 11 years old, they, they're just so super creative. So there's some of the things that I was like, oh, that shouldn't, I wouldn't do that. But then I was like, oh, okay, now I see why you, like your, your mind is just so open, you know? Yeah. So like them, and then, and then they're the same way they are growing up with cell phones, you know, um, I'm 39, so like you know, we we didn't have all that, you know, right. growing up. But um, they're they're growing up with that, so they're growing up with cell phones. They're growing up with technology. They're going to be well versed in AI, you know, more, way better than yeah. we could ever be. So like, my thing now is just like everything that I'm learned, I've learned so far in the last you know year or so. Let me teach that to you, and then now you you're even on a higher level. The same way you know the, these. Maybe they have parents that were scientists or academics or whatever it is. Like they just start out on a, you know, higher step in in a, in a sense than people that just you know don't have that. So, um, so yeah, man, yeah, man. Each one teach one, man. So Yo. That's, that's what I'm trying to do right now, man. It's just like I use comedy. I'm gonna start, you know, just doing AI in my stand up as well. Mm -hmm. But uh, just trying to just trying to get people right, man. Get our people right, you know, because I think that's that's super important. And, um, you know, as we prepare for this, this next wave of, of life. Right. Well, I will tell you this, Wallonius. I did not have um, a fatherhood moment on my bingo card for this show. I am. <laughs> I am so glad. I'm so glad that I had you on. I'm so glad that you Likewise. just you just dropped uh, so many nuggets of, of, of knowledge. Um, my my biggest uh, um, takeaway uh, for myself is that uh, I'm definitely going to um, get my oldest daughter, pull her aside because she's into coding and and, and oh, all of that. She's a gamer, so like this just seems perfect. like uh, the right way to go. And and I'm I'm excited to see where she takes it uh, and, and where yeah. her um, uh, imagination uh, allows her to go. So, brother, I oh, I. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so before we um head out, is there any uh upcoming events, any um upcoming um uh, happenings for yourself, and and where can people find you at? Um, your IG, your TikTok, floor is yours. Yeah, yeah. So uh, IG is my main platform that I'm like kind of pushing. I'm on LinkedIn as well, but like IG is is so it's King Walonius. You can also just type in Avocado Poppy. <laughs> pop <up>. uh, <laughs> um but but yeah right now I think to the end of the year I'm right I'm just like learning right now. Like I've i I'm taking these next couple weeks to just really just dive in and just like learn and then um and then writing. So I write stand up um and I write screenplays. So um but I, I put out uh I put out like AI art or animations on my 
on my Instagram. So that's just like the main platform that I'm kind of focused on. I'm trying to like declutter myself in a sense and just kind of like focus in um, because I've been, you know, getting a lot of speaking engagements for AI. It's been cool. so I just want to make sure that like I'm I'm learning, you know, like I'm I'm studying and and um, just well versed because like you know you get around individuals that are just technical AI, you know, they're not creative. Like just hey man, I yada yada yada. I'm a coder for a lot of and, and I want to be able to just you know hold my own um, amongst them. And then also you know just being able to again it's it's, it's really important to me to be able to like uh, teach our people. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like I feel that. You know, I, I can kind of explain it in a way that it's not super technical and we can understand. And, you know, it's 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 just it's just critical that we, we learn these tools and how to use them. And especially with our children, you know, like our children, they just, you know, this this can this is literally like change their lives, you know? Yeah. So the better. Absolutely. And and them uh, getting this in their hand earlier the better yes uh so, so, yeah. so that they will be more savvy uh that is Wallonius hatcher entertainer and ai storyteller coming on up on the melanin report again thank, thank you, you. yes yeah, yeah so uh well that concludes part two of our series this week with our newsmaker interview i want to thank Wallonius again for joining us on the melanin report and you now can enjoy these tunes We'll see you on the other side. This is the Melanin Report with Marquise Lupton. Trust your dopeness.
Adiós, mi 